Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. What's up, guys? Uh, this is Dan and Britton and Zach. Hey, guys. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, and we are here as Video Game Pharmacy, where to give you your weekly dose of video game news and knowledge and trivia whatever other things I decide to add onto that list this week. Hey, there is a notable lack of enthusiasm and excitement in here. What's going on? We're, uh, we're down somebody, aren't we? Yeah. So, unfortunately, our dear, dear friend Scott is still uh, missing in action in Australia. He, he's, doing he spent things. his life savings traveling back and forth from Australia over the past couple of weeks. So, yeah, so we, we couldn't expect him to do it yet again. <laughs> Yeah. Um, it's all right. Yeah, so here we are. We're down the floor. And uh, we are recording outside of the studio this week, uh, but still thank you, yeah. WCZ, for uh, having the studio general ava generally available for us because it's been super great and better sound quality than we're going to have this time around. But Yeah, now that yeah. Now, now that we're not there, it's definitely yeah. – it, we definitely we realize how, we, how awesome it is. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if – there's a there's a kind of a static hiss to my recording stuff. I'm gonna do my best to get it out, uh, but if it didn't get out, apologies. Um, hopefully, hopefully this is better than nothing. Yeah. I can't say that definitively yet. But yeah. So anyway, we figured we're going for. we figured we'd have just kind of a quick short update because uh, there were a lot of things that happened, and we realized we could not put off having another episode for another week because we'd have too much to talk about and we'd never catch up. Um, and yeah, so much of this so, would be almost irrelevant at that point, too. Right. So. It's so funny, too, because some weeks we're just, like, lacking in information yeah, and news. Like and this week we're just plenty. Mm -hmm, just, woof, lots, lots of things. Lots of, like, medium-sized things. Uh, there, there hasn't been a whole lot just, like, mind-breaking since uh, the Smash announcement with the Nintendo Direct, but... Oh, thanks for bringing that up. Yeah. I need a shot of adrenaline real quick. <sighs> yeah, that was some good stuff. <laughs> There are some great awesome. reaction videos out there, guys. Hey, go, go look we're going to talk about Smash a little bit. We will, at, but at we'll, hit that, we'll have to hit that in a little bit. Because I wanted to talk about my one, like, the one thing that only I care about of the four of us. Uh, League of Legends, specifically a champion, Aurelia. Um, formerly, I don't actually remember what her title was, but now she is the Defiant Blade. She's had a gameplay and visual update uh, because... League of Legends uh, Riot Games goes back and will update old champions that feel like they're old champions that could, uh, given the technology now, have better, cooler skills. So in this case, uh, she's basically a 
telekinetic blade wielder. She's, she used to have four blades that would kind of hover behind her, and she would use those to fight with um, without ever so, actually like holding them in her hands. So she now has six blades. Uh, her skills are all way more flashy. Uh, she maintains all the things that were super cool about the old kit, the old uh, set of abilities that she had without... And then I guess they, they took that and they put other cool things with it. It's really cool and I'm really excited about it. I just wanted to I just wanted to talk about it. That's all. That's this is all this is say. one of your mains, right, Dan? Yeah, well, historically anyway. I play oh, another okay. role entirely for those who play League of Legends. I play a lot of uh, AD carry, attack damage carry, the marksman role in the bot lane. Um Irelia is the only champion that I can play in probably my worst position, which is top lane. Um because I don't know she makes sense to me as a champion so when she gets released i'm going to spend a lot of time figuring out how to play her again and cool. suffering in top lane although i'll also probably try to play her everywhere else too so they just updated this uh champion or did they update others as well um so they will update basically any champion at any time in small small ways like adjusting number values and occasionally adding little things here or there but they usually never really modify how a skill works just how well it works so like changing it from doing 100 damage to 110 damage or adding scaling instead of having it scale uh, at a 50% rate with a particular stat, change that to 55%, so that if you, as you build more of that stat into your, uh, into your champion, you get more damage out of that skill. Um, this is a case where they took everything about the champion and then threw it all into one box and then picked out only the things they wanted to bring to the new ch the rework, and then uh, with those things in mind, started from scratch. Um, yeah so they completely redesigned like the 3d model they redesigned the textures so that they would look cooler essentially on this model um they uh redesigned every single one of her abilities which includes her passive and also uh the qwer um all these things it, it, they effectively made a new champion with the old champion as the creative um like kind of the creative uh, input for that they said this is the theme we're going for and this champion was like our first draft of that now this is like this is like a relia 2.0 i so, feel like they're kind of have they done this before yeah because i feel like this is kind of like overwatch they do a it a bit they do it all the time and yeah there's a lot of parallels between league of legends and overwatch yeah in, in these regards um similar number of like kind of narrowly focused skills you're going to be pretty good at some things and straight up unable to do other things and that's just how it goes the whole point is so that not everyone is playing this from the same starting point where something like halo or call of duty functions but instead you are fundamentally playing the game differently than your opponent you know you don't play genji the same way that you play mercy or if you do, yeah, then you're probably yeah. not having much fun. Uh, yeah, and there's some heroes in Overwatch that are, you know, completely different from when they, you know, first started or yeah. when they first debuted. Yep, because they find over time that certain things are going to work really well. There are certain things people really enjoy, and there are some things that aren't that fun. Um, that's That was part of the motivation behind reworking Aurelia, is that she had 
a cool theme that wasn't very well explored from like a lore standpoint, um, which they have dug into already and released some really cool videos on. Um, they also, uh, there was like one ability that she had that itself was iconic, the, the Q dashing to things. Um, I like it. I think it looks really cool. And the way that it functions too, which I won't get into the details of. Yeah. Whatever, you showed but... me the video and it was, it was pretty yeah. amazing. And yeah. Just getting into um, league, it, you know. Yeah. The rest of it was, the rest of it together gave her kind of a cool role to play in the game. Because it's not like she was bad. Like, she definitely, she works fine. But from a satisfaction standpoint, pressing a button and then not having much change, just knowing you're now doing a little bit more damage for the next five seconds, um, the feel of that isn't as satisfying as what the kit looks like it's going to be now. Uh, similarly with her, with her other two abilities, her ultimate ability in particular the ultimate the idea was there throwing these blades fighting from a long distance the problem was that in the reality of things um there was no way to balance that with her kit as it was such that it would actually be satisfying to use so it just it ends up being like a glorified basic ability that you throw in when you're in an all like it's i can talk about the details later uh but yeah so they they started with where she was at and said we have a lot of things we think we could do way better with kind of the kind of the the end game fantasy of what Aurelia players want and it looks like it looks like they've really like hit a home run with this one so i'm really nice. excited to give it a try good job right we're proud of you yeah thank you thank they you, they, they deliver they usually deliver for you guys right you league fans um right I mean, it, depend <laughs> it depends on which community you ask um oh, okay. yes in in general um riot games is one of kind of a set of video game companies that is very active in engaging with their fans um very important for a that game like function. this so in the case of um riot games they do a lot of interaction on reddit as well as their own boards um mm -hmm. But then they also, I don't know what the other ways they are that they like track what people like. I know they send out surveys. I've gotten surveys once or twice. Um, oh yeah. And they'll, they'll do stuff like that to really get a sense of what do people actually want out of a game. And so Reddit has a particular, the Reddit community tends to have some sort of like echo chamber stuff going on. So when someone thinks something is an issue and they talk about it enough, more people tend to think it's an issue because they see people talking about it, even if it's not as big a deal as it as it is. On that's Reddit, largely so. the nature of Reddit, I right? Guess. And that's just that's Reddit as a thing. That's just kind of what happens mm -hmm. there. Um, sure. And so Riot Games is good about actually saying that, essentially showing up and saying, "Yeah, we hear you, and we understand that this is an issue that you guys have, and we don't want to downplay that issue, but at the same time." We also have all these statistics and often they'll even show charts and statistics and data and stuff that show that whatever the perceived issue is, is not nearly as big a deal as we think. So yeah, people thought top lane was a really bad role. And so they started talking about how top lane was a really bad role after a large balance shift. Um, and they were right, 
But then when Riot showed up and said, well, here's the data that we've collected on this, what they found is that they weren't as right as they thought they were, you know? And, and, and that's the another internet thing is just the pushing to hyperbole. How bad could it be? That's how bad it is, even if it's actually right. just like a slight problem, which is really what it was, in that case, what the, what the problem with toppling was at the time. So... Cool. Yeah. Um, do you guys want to run through a short list of game announcements really yeah, quick we don't that... dwell on any of them too much but they're kind of grouped together here so we mm -hmm. can just rattle them off maybe yep. touch on each one yeah, a little bit let's let's do that we're past my pet topic so yeah sorry I didn't yeah. Need to rush you along. oh no no big deal i didn't mean to talk <laughs> I, about it and i know full well i know i know you could talk about league all day so. i could spend the entire episode talking about i, I can't let you do Aurelia. that i'm sorry <laughs> so, i know games. i know you could there were some um, cool games on this list yeah, we'll just go through the list. If you guys want to chime in on any, go for it. Um, the yeah, Division first. 2 was announced. Um, I don't know if either of you have any experience with the Division. It seemed I like do, it yeah. was really, really popular for a very short period of time with a lot of people that I knew personally anyway. Yeah, I don't know if that was It was, yeah. I seem to recall something along those lines, too. Yeah. So and... the sequel's been announced. There's really nothing else to go on. They said we'll hear more at E3, which, yeah, that's typical. But yeah. we know I it's coming. really... I hope they really expand on it because when it first came out it was really good but in the, like the the final stages of the game it was super narrow um there were some big issues with it um and there wasn't really a big end game and it seems like you you had to pay a lot of money for like the the end dlc and the extra content that they added to it so hopefully it's a bigger bigger world basically they they add to it yeah the division was also i think a game that was a victim of its own hype it was mm -hmm. they, they showed it off for a good two years many many times lots of different demos at press events at e3 and it always showed really well it looked like an amazing concept it looked like the execution was really good but when it came out like you said maybe just the meat of the game wasn't there and it wasn't enough to sustain an audience long term so we'll see yeah learn from that hopefully they've um adapted those ideas into this game yeah, we'll, we'll have to see. Yeah. Okay. Um, Black Ops 4 is coming, you guys. You excited? Um, I, we don't talk about Call of Duty a whole lot on the We show. don't. We don't. And we, we bag on it a lot. Um, I'm hoping we, we, we do, do more of that differently. At work, but... Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, what, do you, what, do you, what are you hoping for? I'm hoping they, they do something different. I hope they maybe maybe add a little bit more to the engine or redesign the engine. Um, if we just get another typical... Uh, Call of Duty game with like futuristic weapons and some unique like uh, movement abilities that helps you get around the map. You know, it's gonna be the same old, same old. I mean, it is the fourth entry in a series within a series, so I think it's likely it's kind of gonna be more of the same rather than some kind of reinvention. I would have expected something like that more from World War II, which came out last year. Yeah. Rather, I... rather than an entry in an existing and kind of a known quantity at this yeah, point. I, I guess from, from my standpoint, um, as much as I bag on Call of Duty, uh, I play Pokemon, and Pokemon is guilty of exactly the same thing. Every single entry, like, they, they make it look different, they have different thematics going on and all of that, but in the end, you're still playing the same Pokemon game that you've played a dozen times before. Right, mm -hmm. you're going through your eight gyms yeah. or the eight things that look like gyms. You have the elite four. You have an evil team along the way that you have to take care of that occasionally gets in the way of you doing your gym challenge. Uh, they've introduced a little bit more as far as plot goes as they've gone through the series, but like it's the same thing as it was when it came out in you know 
the 90s. When, when you first brought up Pokemon to compare it to Call of Duty, I'm like, where is Dan going with this? But right. you can make yeah. a valid point. It's a, it's a fairly good analog. Yeah. Um, so Black and Ops I love is... Pokemon, so you know, oh, who I am know. I to tell people that Call of Duty is a bad game? That's do you guys think it is possible for Call of Duty to do like a redesign? Like a... In terms of like making something that does not look like what we think of as Call of Duty? Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's possible. It's I don't possible. think it's super likely. Yeah, and I I'm not even it's sure it's if it would likely. be a good idea. I think we're going to see like a Battle Royale mode or something like that before we'd see some grand reinvention. Yeah. They, they tend to play it pretty safe with Call of Duty, mm-hmm. and they add things very slowly. Like, Zombies was a thing that was just added kind of on a whim at one point to the series, and then it's appeared in pretty much every game, every entry since then. And not only so I, in Call of Duty games, but in other games, too. I mean, yeah, that, zombie mode is, is <laughs> quite popular, or some variation on it. And what's yeah. funny, though, is that there's influencers that, like, basically base their playtime off of zombies. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, you know, there's, so there's going to be a full reveal of this game in May, May 17th, so we'll find out more about it then, yeah. just leading into E3. And the game already has a release date. It's coming out October 12th. Okay. So that's where we're at on that one. We'll see. Oh, the the logo was also slightly amusing, at least. Did you guys catch that? No. Yeah, yeah. They don't know how Roman numerals work. Either that, or maybe it's like a, a military badge or patch or something that I'm not familiar with. But it's it's Black Ops I I I I instead of IV. I thought. That was <laughs> uh, Wait a minute! I'm gonna go look at this now. I didn't know. Check this check out the logo. It's funny. It's just the four pillars what? of Call of Duty. That's all. Whatever that means. <laughs> oh uh, no! While you're looking at that, Dan. I'm uh, sure. I'm um, sure there's a reason for it, but man. You'd think, right? Because they would have had to think people are gonna call us out on this if if it's just yeah. Uh, our, our ill understanding of Roman. Although so, I I say that something else. <laughs> I say that, and yet we've also we've definitely heard stories before of people who've made bad decisions and just no one who was <laughs> double checking the bad decision noticed the problem. Good point. Yeah, it could just come and go. Yeah. Okay. Well, we've talked about Call of Next... Duty longer in the last in this show than yeah. we have over the rest of our entire podcast put together. I'm probably. surprised. Yeah. No doubt. Um, the next game that's that's been announced in the last couple of weeks is Shadow of the Tomb Raider, which is the the third entry yeah. in the, the new Tomb Raider trilogy mm-hmm. at this point. Um, that's coming out September 14th. Okay. I played the first one, and I did really like it. It felt very derivative of Uncharted to me, though, which is funny I... because in a lot of ways Uncharted is derivative of the old Tomb Raider games. But mm-hmm. this just felt very, very much like it was following the Uncharted formula. Like, very nice visuals, really cool set pieces, um, high-octane action, set pieces that evolve and are destroyed around you as you're playing through them, stuff like that. Those are all kind of hallmarks of the Uncharted series, and Tomb Raider just seemed to kind of appropriate all that stuff into it. A more serious tone than the older games, a more grounded story than the older games, so... Well, the first Tomb Raider was kind of based on, like, her plot was like survival basically right you're trying to survive the island sure yeah there i mean there was hunting and stuff like that it never really felt like a survival game to me though it felt very you're going through maybe they were broad but they still felt like levels and you're just getting from point a to point b and doing the game's objectives it it never felt like 
I don't know, like a Rust or a, what are the other popular survival games out there? You know, uh, I never felt like you're yeah. really foraging, scrounging for equipment and crafting things. Since playing it just, the, it kind of felt like a scripted experience. Since playing the first one, where do you think this one's gonna go? Where do you think it's gonna take it? I actually didn't play the second one. Didn't you play a little bit of that, Zach, or am I mistaken? The um, second I, game. I honestly, I don't know which one I'm playing right now. Uh, but <laughs> there was, there was Tomb Raider. the The first one that came out was just called Tomb Raider, and then Rise of the Tomb Raider was the sequel to that. This is the I, third game in that series. I think I'm playing Rise. Okay. Yeah. Any thoughts? Um. Do I, like I, I do. I love it. I'm enjoying it. I haven't beat it, so and I'm not very far into it, so I don't think the opinion is very valid. Um, okay. I'm definitely excited for it. I'm not going to rush to go pick it up, but if I see it, you know, like maybe like a discount or, you know, on a whim where I'm not really playing anything else, I'm, I'll probably grab it sure. to play it. But um, uh, It's also worth mentioning this one is coming to PC, Xbox One, and PS4 at launch, whereas Rise of the Tomb Raider was a timed exclusive on Xbox One. So for the first year of its life, it was only on Xbox. Got it. So apparently that was um, just... You know, Microsoft paying for exclusivity and that yeah. expired. So I know this is stepping away from uh, games that are coming out, but this seems like a good time to mention also the Tomb Raider movie. Uh, oh, sure, yeah. <laughs> which I guess released earlier this week. Um, yeah. And... Could have been last week, last Friday, something like yeah. that. Yeah, so, okay. So I'm looking at this review of it, and maybe I'd, I don't know the reviewers, so take this with a grain of salt. This is an IGN review. I did also oh, okay. check out Rotten Tomatoes to yeah. get a general idea of how people feel about it. Does it line up about the same? Yeah, it's okay. got a fifty-one. So on, yeah, on so Tomatoes. the basic, the basic review essentially, the sentiment is that uh, the action's good, uh, but otherwise it's not super. It's not super compelling. The characters just don't have the sort of depth and complexity you would hope from mm -hmm. kind of the starting point that you've got there and well i mean from what i understand the, the games themselves do a better job of that yeah uh yeah i would say the the lara croft in the tomb raider i played a few years ago was she was uh compelling she was interesting yeah. you you cared about her yeah where in in this case um they say that the action has done really well that the the actress who's the actress here um i just read it Anyway, she she's able she's given a lot of opportunity to show how like physically capable she is and do a lot of really cool things that way. But then yeah. they don't do a good job setting up motivations for people. They don't do a good job with how the characters necessarily interact with each other. Um, not right. necessarily a bad job, but nothing impressive. Which this is all typical of video game mm -hmm. movies in general, which is kind of why I wanted to put it out yeah. on here. It begs the question, like why i guess there's there's a new game series that's currently underway and coming out mm -hmm. so you get a little cross promotion there yeah. people are playing games they're likely to go see the movie but there was a series of tomb raider movies not so long ago starring angelina jolie mm -hmm. and those they didn't seem to set the world on fire even in terms of you know uh sales yeah uh, ticket sales so i don't know why they keep doing I, this I <laughs> maybe it's a i mean this is a I feel like Hollywood doesn't always have a great idea of how to connect to uh, the people. Uh, and The gamers, I mean? Well, and that's, see... And when you're there, talking about video games. That's movies. the thing, is that I wonder if whoever was in charge here 
or if someone mm -hmm. near the top said, okay, this is what gamers like. Gamers like the action. Gamers really like to focus on these aspects and then try to make the movie based around that, but don't really acknowledge that games and movies are fundamentally different and have to be approached differently. But, yeah, there, there's histories and there's there's movements, ideas, and mm -hmm. groups and sides to video games. Yeah. I mean, you look, you look at the Assassin's Creed movie that came out, was it almost a year ago? That's mm -hmm. been longer than that, I want to say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but look at that, and that came out, and you know, I heard they sidelined some of the main stuff that Assassin's Creed is about. Hmm. Yeah, okay. I don't know. It's also I'd, I'd point to um, the Mario movie conversation we had recently. Yeah, and you mentioned how making video games and making movies are two different processes and should be treated as such. Yeah, and I think it's I think it's cool that Miyamoto acknowledged that as a fact as well yeah and because of that wanted to find the talent that's good at making movies to handle the ip that he has created and cares about so uh, ho hopefully that turns out um to be a better example than this maybe of of how to adapt things how to adapt games to movies i that that shining example of a good video game movie adaptation just still isn't out there yeah someday and that's, that's kind of the happen. issue it's <laughs> yeah yeah i mean with yeah I was going to say with exceptions, but there's not many, to be I, honest the, with you. The only thing I can, <laughs> the only things I can think of as examples of successful, uh, successful movies or TV shows or whatever are things like Pokemon, where they were kind of designed as a multimedia franchise from the ground up, yeah. which is a little yeah. bit different case. You could call it an exception then. Yeah. yeah. That's a good but call. yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. We'll talk about it another time because I think I need to sit and think about what makes those things different. Yeah. And none of us have seen, have seen this movie, so how much yeah. can we release it? Yeah, <laughs> just, just reviews. So, okay, yeah. <laughs> cool. Back to games that are releasing. Oh, yeah, there's actually only... Well, I guess there's two more on this list. Okay. Um, Lego, in, Lego Incredibles mm -hmm. is um, announced to be coming, and it's interesting for a couple reasons. The whole Toys to Life thing... Uh, you know, Disney Infinity, Skylanders, mm -hmm. Lego, Dimensions, it all just sort of imploded over the last two years. Right. Amiibo is about the only one that's still around, and even Amiibo is not like, it's not what it used to be, and right. who knows if it's ever going to be used in some really interesting, practical way. Mm -hmm. But um, Lego Incredibles kind of represents some of the first efforts from uh, the remnants of two of those projects. Because Lego Dimensions just shut down recently, mm -hmm. and I don't think there's been many or any Lego games since that happened. And then um, The Incredibles is a Disney property, and Disney actually hasn't developed any uh, proper Disney games, I think, in years because of the Disney Infinity project that was going on. Yeah. So Lego Incredibles, kind of riding on the coattails of Incredibles 2, I'm guessing should be a pretty fun entry it sounds like it sounds like a perfect fit for a lego game mm -hmm. it should be great so hopefully we see um disney do some cool and interesting things with its film properties going forward as they're adapted into games yeah because in the past they they have done interesting things with them i'm gonna go way back to ducktales for my example back <laughs> in the the 80s but or the 90s but they're there there can be good um cartoon to uh video game adaptation so yeah and that's It'd be cool to see more of that happen like like i yeah i think that's another thing that falls under that sort of exception list mm -hmm. that or maybe it's just a different topic entirely video games to cartoons and vice versa versus movies getting mixed into all of that 
So. Right. Yeah, that's true. It is a different conversation. Cool. I'll think. I'll think and on it, that. I'll want to talk about yeah. that in the future. Have you guys played any of the Lego games? Yeah, not much, but I've, I've played some of a variety of them, like Star Wars and Lord of the Rings. And yeah, stuff think, like that. I think Star Wars is the last one I played, and that would have been a long, long time ago. Yeah, they're they're fun. They're they are. They are. They're jumpy. They're bouncy. They're playful, but they're fun. A and lot of people great, like them a lot. They're great co-op games too, yeah. from what I understand. Really good couch, local couch co-op. Mm-hmm. Um, Zach, I think you put Age of Empires Definitive Edition on here. I did, yeah. I've I've listened to a, a few people talk about it. And it's just it's just falling off, and um, when they they get announced, I don't think it's a big deal, but um, I think it gives us a a chance to go back and play. And I think Dan even mentioned that you played it, right? Recently? Yeah. I mean, not recently. I've watched people play it recently. Oh. Um, but, Do you know when this definitive edition is supposed to hit? Is it I close to know. release? I don't. I don't even think it mentioned a date, did it? I don't think it did. No, I'm, I'm on the website and I'm not seeing a date. Yeah. It looks really nice, though. Actually, I mean, it, it does. Yeah. It it looks kind of like appropriately stiff and light on animation, kind of like the original was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it looks like they're making an effort to maintain the perspective and the the way the the units move around and feel. So. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully it'll do right by fans. As a counterexample, StarCraft Remastered came out recently, and Brooks, who is our, our uh, StarCraft expert, he <laughs> said it was horrible. He didn't like it at all. I mean, he went back to original keep, StarCraft keep in, for a while. Keep wow. in mind that uh, Brooks has strong opinions about things, even when he doesn't need to. Uh, shout it's out true, to but Blizz- Blizzard is like his jam, though, so to hear him say that. Which I, means I, that I, he holds them to a higher standard. Oh, I mean, yeah. and it's not necessarily that I'm saying he's wrong about that, but I think he probably yeah. oversold how bad it was. Um, Maybe right. Maybe right. But yeah, in in this case, yeah, I clicked around the website a little bit. It's you can sign up for a beta, which I don't know if it's open right so, now or not, but it's a thing you can do. This could um, be a ways out, and oh, I don't even know if this was a recent announcement or anything. But that was no, I, that was from June last year. What I was just reading. So. Oh, okay. What? The definitive um, edition. I mean, was this announced a while back? I I, I saw it. And I'm I, curious. I, I saw it on social no, it's, media. It's, I'm like, I think this is like a, a recent thing that happened. But last okay. announcement. Okay. You're about to get served. Gary. Last I announcement that I <laughs> just found, uh, March 7, 2018. Uh, newest I content update for Age of Empires Definitive Edition is now live. Oh, okay. So like it's it's actually out. So okay, we could go so, play this. Yeah, Even yeah. Better. <laughs> okay, so it is relevant. I'm not. I didn't waste our time. It's relevant. <laughs> no. It's just the what what got linked to was not was not where <laughs> Quite all right. we needed it. That's fine. Whatever. Uh, yeah. Um, before so, we move on from game talk, do you uh-huh. guys want to talk about God God of War for a second? Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Well, I guess I will because you guys maybe are slightly less interested, but. Um, a preview embargo just lifted, and they had uh, press out to play the first few hours of the game, and uh, they're free to go online and give feedback on it. And everybody seems pretty excited about it after getting their hands on it, which is cool to me because there was a lot of concerns after the first few trailers that it just wasn't going to capture the essence of God of War. It it looks a lot more, uh, I don't know, slower paced, more um, thoughtful more story driven less insane over the top destructive 
action, <laughs> which is what I love about God of War. So hearing some of the feedback like that the action, the brutality, the intense combat is still there is very reassuring to me. And, and it makes me more excited about playing it when it comes out in a couple months or next mm-hmm. month, I think. It looks like they did like a visual redesign. Like they, It looks like they designed the game a little bit different than previous editions. It's gorgeous, or? yeah. Um, no, I mean, the the old God of War games had very unique um, camera angles and perspectives. Like, sometimes you'd be zoomed way, way out, and you would just be a dot on the screen, and sometimes the camera would, like, pan through hallways to follow Kratos around. This one looks like it has a more free-moving camera, kind of like a, a standard modern action game. So um, just visually, you're going to see some differences like that. And, of course, it looks exponentially better than anything we've seen before from God of War. The last Mm -hmm. proper God of War was, well, it was Ascension, not counting that, God of War 3, and that was a PS3 game. It was re-released on PS4, remastered, but Uh this is developed from the ground up for PS4, so it's going to look so much better. And then if you factor PS4 Pro into that and it running natively at 4K, it should be probably one of the best looking games we've seen ever at least on console you're pretty sure i'm picking it up then i'm gonna buy it yeah absolutely i'm a big fan of the series and i've played all but one of them even the psp games that came out i think there was one on vita too maybe but um i do like the series a lot i was just worried that it wouldn't be that intense action game that i like so much because the combat was the star of the show in those games the yeah. set pieces were great the boss fights were awesome but it was really all designed around the the combat system so hearing that that's largely intact is reassuring and it should be should be awesome i'm not too worried at this point cool so may, maybe you guys could pick it up and play it too maybe, maybe. I, I don't know i have a lot of stuff coming up that that i want to yeah. i want to play and i have a hard time gaming as it is, so that's fair so um, yeah. there was some there's some Fortnite stuff to talk about. Yeah. There uh, is. Before that, I just wanted to get to the last couple just like rapid fire news articles. Oh, One Toys sure, R Us, Toys R Us liquidating U.S. operations. No. Uh, yeah. This does this mean as much to you guys as it means to me? Kind of, um, but not really. I have some nostalgia I, surrounding it, but yeah, same. Yeah, like, it's kind of sad to see it go, but toy. I think toy stories are kind of like a thing of the past. Well, I have some some amazing memories of, of going to Toys R Us and buying games, uh, getting my first hands-on experience with Nintendo 64 back when I was a kid. I had my mom drive me there four days in a row to play the demo every single day because I was just chomping at the bit to get my hands on the Nintendo oh 64 and, and, and Mario 64 for the first time. So I have some really fond memories of hanging out there shopping there, but yeah. I have also gone plenty more recently with my own kids and that store is just a uh, uh, empty lifeless husk these days yeah so I, it? As, as much as i have that fondness from my time there as a kid it is not what it used to yeah. be and i totally understand why this is happening mm-hmm. but it's a little bittersweet yeah and then it's, it's yeah. been a part of my childhood <laughs> then the other couple things apparently bethesda's opening a new studio studio in austin i don't know if there's really much to be added to that but that's a thing and then, i mean it's exciting because uh because Elder Scrolls and, and Fallout are such intermittent releases. You know, we get one every three years or so. Um, then there's the id games, which Bethesda owns now. The Dooms, the Quakes, mm-hmm. um, stuff like that. I, I would love a new Quake, by the way. But <laughs> these uh, this, this studio could maybe ramp up that release schedule a little bit for Bethesda. That'd be ideal. Oh, Wolfenstein is the other one yeah. I was thinking of. So and, we'll see. And then be, the last be good thing... News. 
the last thing we had on our list was uh, Valve is apparently making games again, which, you know, Nobody I'll believe it me. when I see it. Uh, apparently they're sharing details game, about game. Artifact, which is another digital card game coming later this year, which, yeah. I don't know, I think it's a little bit well, late in the process to be finally <laughs> releasing your own card game. Like it, is hard yeah. to it is hard to get excited about Artifact, but... Um, I'm going to take, take Gabe Newell at his word on this one. He had a bunch of people out to the, a new campus, I guess, for Valve that they have in Bellevue. Mm -hmm. And um, they were just, you know, talking about their plans for this campus. They did talk about Artifact, but he went on to tell them that, here's a direct quote from Gabe Newell, we're back to making games, make, or sorry, we're back to making and shipping games. So I guess we, we can't extrapolate exactly what he meant by that. I mm -hmm. want to believe it means we're going to get they're going to get back into the portals and the half-lives and stuff like that but we can hope we'll, we'll but, see yeah we can only hope you're you're so right to have tempered expectations and not mm -hmm. latch onto that and get excited but it would be great if that is what it means you know yeah <laughs> so uh, let me hope <laughs> yeah so then i guess the kind of actually the last one uh drake and ninja tyler ninja yeah, buttons. Uh, uh they twitch, were, yeah. twitch exploded Mm-hmm. They played Fortnite together with... Uh, so, Drake got on Twitch and played Fortnite and subsequently just broke records in terms yeah, of concurrent viewers. Yeah, he jumped onto Ninja's Fortnite stream, and Ninja is apparently already one of the most popular yeah. Fortnite yeah, streamers. He, yeah, he is. Yeah. So, the, the uh, viewer count crossed 635,000 yeah, well over half nearly, a million people nearly yeah. double the yeah, previous the, the, the record previous which was set by Dr. Disrespect who was another huge streamer so it's amazing that Twitch was just easily able to cope with that like double the numbers they've ever seen in one place before I'm surprised things didn't go awry but good for them Yeah, I, I, mean, I, I don't know how their servers are set up or how how viewership works I know they have tons of viewers across many the, games the but thing have that is, many yeah. people on one Stream and that's, all at once. that's kind of my thought is that it's just they probably they probably already had the ability to essentially divide the stress of one particular stream between different servers or you know whatever yeah um and i don't think it's that they necessarily had that many more viewers on twitch at a single time than normal it's just they were all watching sure Drake. i'm sure that it was that. also higher than normal but not not nearly as dramatic and over uh, an overshoot from what they would have been expecting. Uh, what's yeah. funny though is that this whole thing came together. It seems like quite naturally with Drake hitting up Ninja on Twitter, mm -hmm. um, saying he wanted to play. But I wonder if this is actually like a a, a constructed PR stunt oh, from Epic. One... Oh, from Epic? <laughs> yeah, could yeah. be. One hundred percent, Drake and Ninja, both of them probably had in mind the like, kind of this the cross-pollination of attention if that makes sense but um yeah sure does. yeah we can epic i doubt that they would have gotten directly involved I, but there's also i think at e3 there's gonna be like a a pro gamer or celebrity like uh uh pro-am fortnite thing at e3 yeah it's so, like an invitational hmm. and it's yeah. celebrity players during e3 yeah In yeah okay party royale in that case so maybe there. yeah yeah okay it's a popular game yeah and uh, then fortnite has a bunch of uh, other stuff going on too right yeah because it's got yeah. they just went to mobile which i 
guess PUBG has been on mobile in China, and it just showed up here I too. I think. Oh, are we talking about Fortnite or PUBG on mobile? Oh, um, both. But I was just saying okay. PUBG was in China and now is here, and you were saying I, Fortnite. I think Fortnite is still like invitation only. I don't think you can just download and play it. I could be wrong. That may have changed in okay. the last couple days or couple weeks, but it's um it's at least going to be on mobile yeah. soon. And uh, from all accounts, I hear it it runs and functions pretty darn well. And here's the surprising thing. I don't know if this is true of PUBG, but the Fortnite mobile version is cross-platform with uh, PC and console. So you can have people playing on their phones against people playing mouse and keyboard on their PCs, which That's seems insane. crazy to me. Yeah. Right? But hey, like, if, it, if it works, it works. You can you can use controllers with um, via Bluetooth with yeah. mobile devices, oh, yeah, I guess. Now. That's so an I option. Guess... It's but it's likely just... more on-screen controls, I'm guessing, like dual analog touchscreen controls. I've done it before. I've played a game, I think Dead Space. There was a version of Dead Space on iOS a long, long time ago, and it used um, virtual thumbsticks, essentially, and you're using the touchscreen. But a few things, you're obst obstructing part of your view, and I don't know what the real estate's like for mm -hmm. a game like, the screen real estate is like for a game like Fortnite. It yeah. seems like there's a lot going on because you're also building, you're constructing, you're yeah. shooting, you're managing yeah, I don't know. Uh, an inventory. I, it's, it just seems like a lot going on for a mobile game, but it sounds like they, they uh -huh. made it at least functional and people are enjoying it. So Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what the controls are. Yep. Um, but there was a – PUBG came out in China – you know, before it came out here, but while PUBG was out in China, there was like another like offshoot battle royale game that came out that got quite popular, um, mm -hmm. and then PUBG came out this week in the U.S. So yeah, they didn't even announce it; they kind of just dropped it out of nowhere. Available now. Yeah, it's already. It, I think it's already number two on the Google Play Store. So I mean, people obviously notice and they they're seeing that. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Well, yeah. we'll see how these games fare. I guess generally when. Uh, noteworthy new release hits ios or the google play store it shoots up the charts pretty quickly yeah but we'll yeah, have, to, yeah. We'll have to see how they do more long term to see if it's actually going to be a success on the platform yeah cool yeah. um we had a couple nintendo things too um yeah we have some super smash brothers things uh companies yeah, are do. uh some companies are starting to get in on the whole smash hype so like funimation right and they they uh bring a lot of anime to i guess english speaking audiences by dubbing it and uh, then hosting another website um they tweeted i think it was about how they think yep. that goku should be in the next super smash brothers and they went so far as to make a mock-up challengers approaching screen yeah it, yeah with it looks an outline good. of goku it's great I love it. I love that official companies are like, hey, Nintendo, this just makes sense. Make it happen. Nintendo is so good at generating hype that other companies get hyped for <laughs> Nintendo. I guess the one downside here is this probably means that Goku is not coming to Smash, right? Yeah, probably. He, because if it was happening, they wouldn't be tweeting about it. Yeah. And I, I actually had hope for Goku being in the new Smash uh, mm -hmm. roster, but Although, I mean, we'll have to wait for that. It could happen. We know next to nothing about it for sure. I think the only the only other real we information we, out this year, though. <laughs> yeah, the only other information we got about it was that Sakurai is in fact working on this Switch. Yeah, which if you're familiar with the history of Smash development, is definitely good news. Yeah, he is the Smash developer. That's kind of the yeah, perception. Or, like the creative director behind all these yeah. games, and 
and he is insanely dedicated to his craft and uh, making Smash Bros. everything that can possibly be. So you're probably going to see a lot of changes or additions to the roster because of this. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe some more really outlandish characters added to the game like we saw last time. After the fact, like Ryu from Street Fighter, Cloud from Final Fantasy, those are mm -hmm. those were shocking to me when those were unveiled. I did not see them coming. So I hope we see more like completely out of left field stuff that when we hear it, we're like, yes, this makes sense. I'm so glad this is happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I've heard, I guess, to take a small tangent, Soul Calibur 6 too, we've gotten some information on who's going to be there. Um, mm -hmm. Geralt is coming to Soul Calibur 6 from The Witcher. Yep. Um, also, uh, if I... I was talking to someone about this. I haven't actually looked this up to verify, but they said that Lucina either is or will probably be the Nintendo character on the Nintendo Whoa, version really? of Soul Calibur Six. I heard that. Let me. You remember where you up. heard that? Uh, from I a friend know. of mine at a party. Okay. Wow. Sounds reliable. No. Yeah. That that would be that'd be really cool. This I mean, is okay. I, that's right. I remember now. It's according to leaks that initially mm. were just kind of uh, ignored, but because of some other leak that ended up being true and i don't recall what leak that was now this leak that lucina will be in soul Calibur 6 is people are giving it a little bit more weight at this point here's the here's the funny thing and the giant hurdle in the in the way um this game is not confirmed for switch oh then that's the <laughs> so, other part of the leak is that it, it, it will be coming out on it's switch. been announced for the other platforms but yeah we we don't know at least yet for sure if yeah. or if it is not coming to switch so yeah and um, Brayden, you also watched the nindies event right i did watch that today yeah um it wasn't worth watching because spelunky was not announced <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kidding it, there was some cool games um that were shown a lot of stuff i was not familiar with um one that i found noteworthy was uh luminous do you guys know what luminous is Oh, I've heard of that. I do not know. It's, it's a puzzle game that has always been exclusive to PlayStation handheld consoles. It's a very beloved puzzle game. Um, it's kind of like a music slash rhythm game and a puzzle game combined. It looks similar to like a Tetris or a Match 3 kind of game. Things are dropping from the ceiling. But then there's also this constant um, tempo that's like making waves across the screen, and that's somehow factored into it. Haven't played it, but I know it's a very popular puzzle game that people like. So this is a remaster of the original, and that's coming to Switch. It's always just it's been a PlayStation exclusive franchise, so to see it on Switch is is interesting to me. Mm -hmm. And then there was another. I had a um, screenshot of all the stuff that was announced. I could just rattle them off real quick if I can yeah, pull it up. Do that. Uh, nothing, nothing that blew my mind. Unfortunately, I hate to say. I was I mean, really hoping for Spelunky 1 and 2. <laughs> I think, but uh, Spelunky I think we, 2 is coming out sometime this year. Yeah, I think we got enough, though, with uh, the latest Nintendo Direct. I think we all got pretty excited. Yeah, it's hard to complain. That. Last last week mm -hmm. was a really good week for Nintendo. They announced a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. Um, We'll have to uh, mention some of this on another show. I can't find that. that all right. Uh, yeah, that's what yeah, I was talking about. Um, um, I don't know if you guys are ready to wrap it up, but before we go, I want to talk about Brigitte. I could yeah go for it oh yeah sure uh yeah so brigitte came out today for overwatch uh got released to public Is that servers how you pronounce that? brigitte yeah she's swedish okay. cool. mm -hmm. um, i actually i people... know at least one person named brigitte so a lot of people are calling her bridget which is fine with me uh but i just got hooked on to brigitte 
Mm -hmm. uh, but I didn't play her publicly yet, but I played her with uh, AI, and she's quite easy to pick up. Mm -hmm. uh, she probably won't go to competitive until next season, and then probably won't go to Overwatch League until the next stage, which I think is like three weeks away. Now, Overwatch seasons are relatively short, right? Yeah, I think six weeks. Okay, yeah. Because in, in League of Legends, it's a whole year. Oh, really? Yep. So, oh, wow. But I know that Overwatch does a different... Uh, a lot of games I've played do seasons in, like, actual seasons, like three-month-long periods. So. Yeah, so uh, just to give some context, she's a, a support, uh, support healer. Um, but I picked her up, and she's super easy to use. She mm -hmm. deals out a lot of damage. Um, her controls are really natural. Uh, but she's going to add, like, an interesting twist to Overwatch meta. Mm -hmm. Cool. That's good to hear. I know that Mercy yeah. has been kind of a problem balance-wise for, uh, for Blizzard, because Mercy is... She is good in... If she's good enough to be used competitively, then she's too good for solo queue. Like, yeah. on, playing online. And then if she's balanced for regular just online play she's not even touched at competitive levels and her alone can radically alter how the game is played and change which games I mean, do better i mean not not anymore i mean they nerfed her so they took right. away her, uh her valkyrie her double reses uh mm -hmm. but the pros are still playing her she's okay. still super effective and one of the probably the best healers got it that, that they have but yeah the meta is changing it's gonna be interesting interesting to see how how it changes. So maybe I have those two things backwards as to which one she was bettering. But regardless, yeah. It's good to good to see that Brigitte is something that you're liking. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah, one last thing I wanted to hit up uh, before oh, okay. we close. I have Almost, one more two when you're done. What, what was your one? Uh, it's This is insane. <laughs> on the dock. Did you guys, oh. did I, did you guys click on that? I, I, I clicked I on it. Let's do that instead. Mine, mine can wait. Mine can wait. Oh, we'll okay. do it next time. Sorry. This is really nuts. Yeah. Um, the, a, a streamer on Twitch, he goes by the Happy Hob, beat Dark Souls 1, 2, and 3 back to back to back without getting hit once. <laughs> Which, I know you guys Holy haven't crap. played a ton of Dark Souls. No. Let me just tell you <laughs> how insane that is. I, I have died in each one of those games, especially my first playthroughs, literally hundreds of times. People have gotten good at these games to the point where they can, you know, uh, roll through them in a few hours and not use bonfires, which means not dying. But a no-hit run is, it, it's insane. I can't wrap my head around it. And this guy played all three of them in a row. And the funny part, not funny part, the tragic part is um, he made multiple attempts at this. Mm -hmm. And in one of his attempts, he got through the first game, the second game, and to the final boss in the third game, and he took a hit on that boss, negating his entire run. Mm -hmm. And then, so, for the subsequent one, he took the run, he took the games in reverse, so he started with three, the one that gave him the most trouble, knocked that out, and then went backwards through them, and that was the this record-setting run. So, yeah. it's, it's insane. I, I guess is, the only is, yeah. someone that so has actually time. played these games and experienced these games can really like let that sink I've, in. I've played around it. I've played it's, a few hours insanity. of the first one, and that just that few hours was enough. I I yeah. get how impossibly hard that seems to me. 
I don't think I could even take on any one boss in any of these games without getting hit. It's yeah. it's just madness. And any any false move, even the slightest false move during one of these mm-hmm. runs, the whole run is just is negated. So I wanted to give some props to that guy because that's that's an amazing feat. We've seen people run uh, Dark Souls games using like a Guitar Hero controller, mm-hmm. and I think like a DDR controller before. Well, that I mean, stuff's I've, cool. Crazy I watched novel, I watched a but, guy play Overwatch using bananas. That's not a thing. What that is about? that is an actual <laughs> thing. He actually hooked bananas up and used them as his buttons. That's pretty cool. Not too. A, I'll, I'll find a video to show you it works sometime. It's People good stuff. Are it is super cool. Now is, now is this going to go down in any like official books or anything? I mean, I think that's what uh, this announcement is essentially. I suppose. I mean, I don't know that there's any organization that tracks stuff like this. There's there's record keeping organizations mm-hmm. that track scores and and like. Uh, speed runs and stuff like that i don't know that there's any actual organization that can track this but twitch is sort of that you know yeah and the community of course and the community will never let we'll never forget something like this so yeah yeah. true cool well that got me excited i think we're just about done um we have some more things that we could talk about but they're things we can you know wait for the future i know the battlefront 2 uh loot crate pay to win fiasco thing we've gotten an update on what they plan to do with that uh we'll talk about that next time though because i have a lot to say about it and yes that's what we're talking about yeah, absolutely and, yeah yeah uh, the loot box issue has been a a, a prominent topic on our, mm. our podcast since the beginning yep yeah so, it's something that want, actually yeah i don't want to oversell it but i feel like this could maybe in some way bring a little bit of closure to that that subject so we'll see yeah well we'll see i know it's i'll have to think about it too and see if what they're doing is actually good or they're they're (laughs) bad or the bad parts are they worse than i think they are i don't know we'll see that that'll be in the future leave a little input on it though i mean you can see this uh we'll talk about it we'll talk about it next time zach because if we start saying just a little bit input then i'll talk about it for 30 minutes it's true and then britain will be sitting there saying you know, Dan, we gotta go. <laughs> Dan, I have I, I have to go and like do things with my family. I have, I have to be a dad. I have to be a yeah. husband. Yeah. Out here. <laughs> and I don't I don't want to do that to Britain. But uh, Thank yeah, you. I probably probably first thing next episode is when I'll yes. be talking about that. And we'll we'll be back yeah. in the studio. Scotty will be on. Mm-hmm. It'll work out well. Yeah, we and we apologize if our audio is a bit lacking, but we just wanted to have an episode for you guys. Yep, and hopefully you guys can have patience with us on that regard. Anyway, this Absolutely. has been uh, this has been our uh, episode number something seventeen. Probably. Seventeen, yeah. Uh, Nailed it. Thanks for hanging out. Um, I'm Dan, and this is Zach, and this is Britton. Yep. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it's been it. Been a pleasure. Yep. And uh, this has been Video Game Pharmacy, which I believe is now closing. The pharmacy is now closed. See you later. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs> Bye, guys.